Hello and welcome to episode number 223 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good man, pretty good, you know, can't complain. Yeah, we're, we're nearly through this year, we're getting there. We're, um, we're nearly there. I, I was a little <laughs> bit terrified uh, this week when I was thinking about Year Ender mm. and I was like, oof, I think... I'm like, are we gonna get to ten? <laughs> <laughs> See, I just think like I, I just think it's gonna be an absolute laugh because there's no like expectation or pressure. Like mm. last year was, you know, it was incredible. Yeah, but it was so, like you say, it was stressful because there was just an abundance. We, you know, we saw 15, 20 movies that were incredible last year. Um, we have not seen that many this year. Um, so, you know, it, you, you know, all jokes aside, it will still be fun, I think. But yeah, it's it's different, shall we say? Yeah. Like some of the awards, some of them are still packed, I think. But some of the individual awards we give out are going to be barren, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> but because... we will not, we will not change from our no. year one <laughs> award structure because. Nope. If if anyone you know if anyone knows the merit of the Super Horror Bros Year End Awards, exactly. it's in the consistency. Exactly. You know? If you, you have know, consistency, if, what do you? Yeah. Have? If we have one thing, it's consistency. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, there's only a few more weeks now. Um. And we're still trying to pile in these movies. And this was one that. God, we've talked about this so many times on the podcast, mm. kind of like the release date shuffle around and all that absolute mess. Um, this movie, Antebellum, um, came out on demand. And yeah, we'll get to that stuff. Um, yeah. Because we'll first, there's some stuff. news. And there's plenty of awesome news this week. And I actually nice. increasingly am just enjoying the news more and more because actual horror news anyway is mostly good. <laughs> I was going to say, what are you talking about? Bro? <laughs> yeah, definitely not real life news. Um, <laughs> I've completely switched off from that now. Um, yeah, fair. But uh, yeah, as far as horror news goes, kicking things off with a story that broke literally as we were still in the call after we recorded last week, um, which was just a brilliant timing. Um, But it's still incredible news. Um, And because I think we even have literally discussed this very recently, that obviously Jordan Peele's next project has -hmm. been in the work for a little while now. We had the leaked kind of production schedule, which I believe was for later in 2020. Um, so we knew it was happening. We obviously knew that. So he signed a deal with Universal Pictures uh, about a year ago, um, which was a five-year exclusive production partnership. So him uh, alongside his production company, Monkey Paw. Um, and basically, as part of that deal, they would get first dibs on all of his projects, as well as he would be directing, writing, and producing at least two movies as part of that deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be his third movie in total. And so, yeah, his next movie now has a release date. Um which is, is July? <laughs> no, surprisingly, um, it's July twenty second, twenty twenty two. So yeah, we're very, very far away from this. Who knows what the state of planet Earth will be like at this point? Um, I don't know. It's already my most anticipated horror movie. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I just need a bit of positivity, and you know, we just like to think it's like in this article I got in front of me now. It's like from the guy who directed Get out and us it's just like oh yeah this guy isn't this isn't his whole filmmaking career over and we now get to live it it's like no he's still no, making we're not these in movies. the west craven era with yeah you know no exactly we still got the best ahead and look what yeah. we've already had um and that's so exciting um so yeah i can't wait to hear more about this i hope we get at least a title at some point and then i would love obviously casting news would be exceptional um, oh, it's gonna be a fun journey though like yeah throughout um because you know you think like you say he's uh so so yeah i guess what he didn't do a feature before did he in, in regards to this deal 
No, no, sorry, I was thinking, is this his third, this is his third yeah. feature? Cause, cause, yeah, he's only ever um, made two movies, yeah. Yeah, it was his, yeah, so he's not even made his Nightmare on Elm Street yet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, li- quite literally, he hasn't made his Nightmare on Elm Street yet. No. Um, because, yeah, he seems to be snapping up a lot of other productions, which... Could you I, imagine if his Nightmare on Elm Street is Nightmare on Elm Street? Well, the thing is, like, I kind of <laughs> love that, obviously, Jordan has the production company. He has this deal yeah. with Universal outside of his directs and stuff. And I do think that as a writer and producer, he does have a lot to offer. And so the idea of, right, I'm going to be directing my original stuff, which yeah. is going to get my main source. And it's every three years you'll get a new Jordan Peele movie. But then aside from that, I'm also going to write and produce Candyman. I'm also going to try and grab um, people under the stairs and give a new take on that. Like, that is yeah. just so exciting. Oh, it's fantastic, um, you know, because... As long as he gets the right people behind the project, you know, we've spoken mm. at length about Candy Map, but everything that we've seen so far, apart from the goddamn yeah. movie, looks fantastic. Like, yeah. you know, you just can't wait to see the movie. Um, I know. You know, it feels like it has that Jordan DNA. Mm. Um, yeah. There's a lot of things that have Candyman. hurt in, in this year with mm. in regards to the delays. Um, I think Candyman might be number one. Like, I think out of all of the movies, like obviously, I'm a huge Saw fan, so I'm desperate to see Spiral. I haven't mentally gotten over Quiet Place because it was just yeah. so close. It was just so close. Oh yeah, that one was crazy to be six I days. Think, in, I in think that's why summer. we had <laughs> pre-ordered. Yeah, I mean? that was just yeah, that was just disgusting. But like mm. in terms of the actual movie, like I yeah. think if I could pick, pick any movie right now to watch, it would be Candyman because my god, that trailer. Um, but yeah, exciting, exciting news. Um, next up, more exciting news coming um, via Shudder where they just keep Come keeping on, us entertained and I'm and I'm loving it and we are getting more creep show this year um <laughs> what which, is un- which is unbelievable I did not expect this in the slightest mm-hmm. um so kicking off from the animated special which was around halloween right um mm. we are now have the drop before halloween yeah, I think so. Somewhere around then. Um, yeah. But uh, we're getting a creep show holiday special. Um, Hell to the yes, I like a hallo- a Christmas themed <laughs> kind of creep show. It's just like I love me some Christmas themed horror. Like I'm already just chomping at the bit to put Anna and the Apocalypse on. I'm like, not yet. You've got to wait. Just wait till December. But I, I, yeah. I, that that's being put straight on. Yeah, so, and, and what's absolutely insane about this is this this is not another animated special. This is a live-action special. Um, oh, nice. So it's, and it is one story, which is obviously different mm. to what they've done so far, even with the animated stuff. And, of course, season one, it was always a, a dual story, whereas, mm. to my knowledge, it says... It's a longer episode, do we know? Yeah, I don't Actually, really know. Because um, they're very short, ordinarily. Yeah, but I, I would I be... Get, man. I was going to say, like, if this is 25 minutes, that's fine by me. Whatever, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it says um, in the holiday-themed hour, oh, hour-long episodes, right there. <laughs> right, right there, bro. Right there. Um, Shapeshifters Anonymous, which I love me some shapeshifter action. Love it. Um, says, um, uh, fear and he is a murderer, an anxious man searches for answers for his unique condition from an unusual support group. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, this... this sounds like a sequel to Life Changer. I hope Justin's directing. Yeah, well, actually, it's being written and directed by, of course, um, creep show showrunner uh, Greg Nicotero, yeah, nice. um, based upon a short story. Um, and he says the quote is the spirit of Christmas is alive and well in true creep show fashion, uh, reimagining how we look at the holiday and santa claus with an outrageous ensemble cast a myriad of creepy crawlies and a few frills and trills shouldn't be missed yeah so Um, so yeah december 18th this one's dropping um cannot wait like again great great news again this week this this literally came out of nowhere um yeah that's beautiful 
you know, I still hope that um, season two isn't massively far away. Like I'm expecting it in the first sort of four months of next year, which would be great. Um, but having said that, if they keep stuff like putting stuff like this, I'm more than happy to wait for season two. Um, but yeah, cannot wait. That's probably going to be one of the last things we cover for the show this year as well. So it's great to have mm-hmm. that there. Um, cool. uh, next up is, is again, a, a positive update about a movie that we would have been talking about this week this episode um for were it not for the good old lockdown two in the uk um which is the movie freaky Mm, obviously number one in the us yes (laughs) um with about four million dollars um hey hey we we don't you don't even talk about the the (laughs) number behind the start they're number one exactly yeah shout out to the number one movie in the world a horror movie freaky um but yeah we obviously really want to see this movie we Mm. cannot see this right now it is only in theaters um and we you know in territories that have cinemas open um but someone said on twitter it's direct to mr blum himself um when the hell can we see this on demand and he simply replied 17 days so so yeah this seems like it's coming on the 30th um this is perfectly in line with the deal that that universal um had to strike with theaters earlier if you remember that whole fiasco mm-hmm. regarding trolls world tour and then they were like oh this is great we we're gonna put all our movies out in cinema and premium on demand and then the cinema chains were like hell no you ain't um and so they obviously came to the kind of conclusion that okay you still get the exclusivity in the cinema but after 17 days we can we can flog this <laughs> online um so yeah. and that's kind of what they're doing here and it seems like i bet they're really upset with this obviously because they want to get freaky out there in front of people it got great yeah. reviews um obviously on friday the 13th as well like like what you said regarding with halloween like there would have been non-horror people that would have checked this out mm. um so it's a real shame that they've missed that date but that being said it's still coming soon um yeah i mean they could have hit that date though they could have put it in theaters beforehand if that's what they wanted like i think i think like yeah, but they didn't know though did they about like certain issues regarding like no i guess i guess not something. but like do you know what i mean like mm. um this movie being in theaters doesn't hurt it i don't think you know i i can't imagine that uh piracy is that rife right now is i mean no. you know, i'm sure it's out there but like not as bad and the mm. fact that this is number one does mean something you know i yeah. i saw this in my non-horror twitter like you know being like freaky is number one in the U- in the u.s box <laughs> office you know it's like it's getting buzzed because of that and then in two weeks time while it's still in people's minds it becomes on demand like i think yeah. there's nothing but positivity for them 100 percent. see the number one movie right now at home like yeah, mm. um, yeah. But yeah i can't wait so yeah we're gonna be seeing this yeah, one pretty soon hopefully um next up uh, just a very small update definitely not as exciting as the last three but you know had to happen at some point um a new tremors movie <laughs> <laughs> i'm laughing because i've just been reminded of that tremors movie and oh my god if you, if, you've not, if you guys have not listened to that episode that was a humdinger if you want to hear yeah. us just kind of like us die on the inside yeah our souls just get broken outside. in real time and listen to that tremors episode um that's all i'm gonna say on that um but uh <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking of absolute car crashes um do you remember that movie songbird that we talked about in the news a few weeks oh, ago christ yeah yeah so again another interesting discussion that we had um well we didn't know a release date even though it looked like it was coming soon and it is coming soon um no, this is it. this is coming straight to premium video on demand uh Yay, december 11th um so oh. So this is the classic $20 for a 48-hour rental, um, like we've been seeing a few, like quite a lot of, uh, in this mm. year. Um, that's a very high price point, not going to yeah. lie. It's, it's also 20 quid in the UK. Yeah, cause... I was going to say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not paying 20 quid to watch this, bro. Like... <laughs> and reach! <laughs> that's still too much. <laughs> that's not happening, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I, I'm fascinated with this movie, not at that price point. We're gonna have to expense it through the super horror <laughs> yeah. <account>. Like <laughs> this to me, this to me very much smells of a. Well, it's January. We ain't got much else to look at. Should yeah. we check out Songbird? <laughs> yeah, let's see if it's gone onto a cheaper platform. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need to watch this before the year ender. Um, no. Um, but yeah, next up, some more positive news, and this is just a very small update. Um, but filming has wrapped now on the new Scream movie. Um, Hell yeah! Just like that, they are done. Obviously, they only started. Beautiful. It seems like about three or four weeks ago. Maybe it was a little bit longer. But yeah, product you know, principal photography has now wrapped. Obviously, post production begins now, and yeah, we're still over a year away from this movie. Of course, comes out in Jan in twenty twenty two. But good for them, like to able to do this with all the current you know restrictions and just whack this out. And it seems like it all went fine. Um, there was no like delays to film, in as, as far as I'm aware of, you know, obviously we keep hearing stuff like mm-hmm. the Batman keeps getting delayed constantly with this filming mm-hmm. due to COVID outbreaks. Um, but this seemed like it went well. So congrats to everyone on board. Um, cannot wait to obviously see more of this movie. Um, oh, give us an official wait. title like, as well. That's yeah, give us an official title. Like, please give us good trailers that don't spoil things. <laughs> oh, I, um, before, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I saw some stuff about this week's kind of uh, film that potentially there were spoilers in the trailer, and kind of like you know, oh, I we'll think, get to that. Yeah, have you seen the trailer? We'll get to that. <laughs> um, and, and, and yeah, I, you know, but but I also, for someone that's so excited for the Scream movie, you know, I, I want to see everything and like, just, just do it right, you know, like, mm. put some care into it and, and, you know, give us that tease, you know, like having, you know, Candyman, I think is probably the one that's done it best this year, where it was a great teaser. Mm. It was a great theatrical trailer. And I really don't feel like I had stuff spoiled. I saw no, a lot, but I had so many, you know, I, I've watched that trailer a lot and I yeah. don't feel like I've had the story spoiled. No, you know, I, I don't I don't feel like I know where the start, middle and end is in that movie, in the scenes I'm watching, you know, yeah. and, and that's great. And so I think that is a great staple of how to do it. Obviously, Jordan did it with, with us as well, fantastically. Yeah, I was um, going to say, like, that's a very high bar because I, off the top of my head, I'm struggling to think of a better trailer than Candyman this year for all the reasons that you just mm, said. Like, yeah. incredibly entertaining, uh, incredibly interesting. You know, the callbacks to the original, but clearly um, doing their own thing. Like, everything about, and scary as well. Like, everything about that trailer was absolutely Aim high, bad. bro. Aim high. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to see a Scream trailer that good, but we shall see. Um, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, bro. <laughs> exactly. Um, next up, this was just a fun little one I wanted to put in there. Again, we We've had a few of these in the in the last few weeks in regarding like new movies, obviously that are going into production. You know, not based upon original uh, properties or anything like that. Um, And of course, we love our we love our new IPs here. Um, And this one has some certain casting news, which is why it's definitely in this news (laughs) uh, report. but by way of deadline, they're reporting on a new sci-fi horror movie, um, which is there a title here? Um, cause it just, so basically it's, it's based around black Friday. Um, right. <laughs> so I think, oh yeah. Okay. I think they are literally calling the movie black Friday. Um, how long but, is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so this is like, this is literally now going into production this week as of recording. Um, but yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to give you. Are, are, they, are they literally just going to film Black Friday? And be that's like... what I'm thinking. It's interesting, isn't it? The fact <laughs> that they are going to be going on. But yeah, so the the setup is um, set on the busiest shopping night of the year, Black Friday. The story the story follows a group of disgruntled toy store employees who have to defend themselves from legions of holiday shoppers when a mysterious alien parasite sends them on a murderous rampage. 
um which yeah yeah, i'm in already and then i'll give you some casting news here are you Um, are you gonna are you gonna tell me uh the the one piece of casting news that i need right now because he doesn't make a bad movie I mean, th- this guy doesn't make a bad movie, and he's also an expert as working as, as <laughs> working as a shop employee. Um, <laughs> so, oh, oh you give me the other one that I wanted. I have two <laughs> names in my head. You give me one of them. Yes. So the the absolute legend that is Bruce Campbell is going to be starring oh, in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With, which again, this is all positive this week. Cause I he's... literally was going to say to you, give me David Arquette and Bruce Campbell. And you, you gave me one of them, so like, wow. I will take it. Wow. I will take that, it. That's a hell of a <laughs> two actors. Um, Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Well, so the other actor in this is Devin Sauer, um, who, you know, from Final Destination, Evil Hands, another great actor. Um, you haven't seen but him yeah. in a while. No, for sure. Um, but yeah, Bruce Campbell, man. Like, <sighs> that's you know, great. That is the exact type of news that I need right now. He's mm-hmm. a guy that constantly brings the joy and the positivity everywhere he goes. And yeah, yeah I need more Bruce Campbell in my life right now. Um, so yeah, For this is cool. Sure. Um, looks like it's probably going to be coming out next year. So looking forward to that one. Um, yeah, it's very strange that they're deciding to kind of film it. Like, I wonder how, I, mm. I kind of feel like they're just going to plonk uh bruce campbell <laughs> in an actual mall and just see I, what I happens. I feel sorry for him, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I fear for him. Um yeah, was I wonder it, if it's it, just to get a lot of crowd shots and stuff like that, potentially. Was it Intruder that we watched? Um, yes. On the, it wasn't an arrow, was it? It was the other no. cult classics one. But that, yeah. that was kind of the Bruce Campbell. He was only in it a little bit. It was a cop or something, wasn't he? But that yeah. was kind of like a shopping mall at night and, and kind of yeah. people being attacked by a killer. So, like, yeah, mm. I, hope this is, I hope this is a throwback. It's got to be. It sounds yeah. like a throwback. And then you put Bruce Campbell in it. Like, it's to me, I'm, pitch- I'm kind of picturing, like, the finale of the new Child's Play as a movie you know that's kind of like what i'm foreseeing here but yeah this sounds great um and then yeah a couple more here these obviously aren't as huge but um there's a movie we discussed i'm pretty sure we discussed this in the news an upcoming anthology movie um called death semba um so this was kind of announced a while back it's the kind of christmas it's basically advent calendar themed um so Mm. it's 24 different shorts by uh, 24 directors um you know a lot of them are going to be christmas themed and i think we just talked about that as kind of the announcement a few months Mm. ago um we now have more information there's a full trailer um it's coming out on demand november 24th so a week away um and yeah i I watched a bit of the trailer but obviously it's very difficult watching a trailer for an anthology movie um but it seemed very fun. There was a lot of bloody, gory kills in there, and it just it looked like a fun time, really. So, um, have we got any? Have we got any directors or anything that are linked to the segments? Anything like that? There's a whole he- list here, and I don't really recognise anyone. Um, okay. They seem to be mostly f- uh, a lot of first timers. Um, yeah. Fair enough. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, it looks cool. I don't know if this is something that we'll specifically cover for the show, maybe, because we do like our anthologies, and I do like the concept of this. Like, it's a lot. Obviously, twenty four shorts. Like. Yeah, is you know very much like the ABCs of death type thing. Um, but yeah, like it should it could, it could be cool. Definitely mm. check it out if you're, if you're into anthology stuff because it's a fun trailer. Um, yeah. And then last bit of news. This is more of like an update than news, really. But um, we, we've we've discussed it in before that that beautiful midsummer director's cut collector's edition, the A twenty four released earlier this year. Um, Sean. Um, our long-term listener and, and correspondent sent us pictures when he got it, and it looks absolutely stunning. Um, it was basically sold out immediately once they put it for sale on their store earlier this year. Um, yeah. They've now restocked it for the first time. Um, 
this thing was going for like over $200 on eBay as well, apparently. Um, right. Yeah, if people want to get their hands on this, this is now available. It's available. What's interesting about it, because I was, I was looking myself um, earlier, is that <laughs> it's, it's, there's two versions, a regular Blu-ray and then the 4K version. They're the same price. Um, so right. it's just $45 flat for either. So, so like, why would you not get the 4K? Unless, obviously, you just have zero intentions on ever getting 4K. But it is a bit odd to me that it's the same price point. Um, yeah, definitely. It is a bit strange. Because, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm used to seeing at least a little bit of price disparity hmm. between the two. Yeah, so, like, you have to be careful when you select it. Because, like, when you look at all the pictures and everything, it's literally exactly the same. It's just a very mm. small option between the two. So make sure you get the right one. Um, but, yeah, in regards to me, I really don't know what to do about this. Like, I was really thinking about pulling the trigger on this one earlier today because it's so nice. Um it's it's uh sixty four dollars in total was shipping to the United Kingdom, so that's like forty eight pounds, <laughs> which is a lot of money for a Blu-ray. A a yeah, and I'm like, oh, and obviously I would get the four K. I don't have a player right now, but I'll, I'll definitely get one in in next year at some point. Um, so you just come around and watch it. Yeah, um, oh but I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, do I, what do I do? Do I get this? Do I not get this? So I'll, I'll have to keep you guys updated because I'm really on the fence about this so, one. But so I missed the bit. Did you say it was region free then? It is region free. Yeah, as nice. far as I could find it, it didn't specifically say it on the website, but I did mm-hmm. do a bit of googling, and people were saying it was region free. Nice. So, um, Why is region a thing? I know <laughs> it's so stupid. It literally seems like it's just a thing that certain companies put in, isn't it? Like, I mean, yeah. it must be a licensing thing. Right? It's just it's all to do with the film licensing mm. in the film world because you know you think like uh, you know it's become less prevalent in the video game world. Mm. and you know it's it just seems like it's still a film thing where they they sell the the home video rights you know mm. uh, like for america and internationally as two separate packages and that's why you get things like the uh basket case trilogy that you know arrow could put out overseas but couldn't put it out in england and you know the friday the 13th and all of this stuff and it's just it's just such a shame because i would chip the hell out of some of these things i think this mm. one for me like because we got the director's cut of midsummer we we did yeah so so i'm i'm missing what's super special about this one well it was the collector's edition so it was like what you saw it's it's in this gorgeous book oh, with so yeah. oh, page of course. Book. sorry i remember now it's, 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 it's I, really I, incredible. I, I remember now it's like the tapestry and and stuff of the book yeah and, uh, and yeah, it, it is beautiful. the only version on 4k as well yeah which is sick yeah yeah it, it's yeah. so nice yeah, yeah i remember i remember now <laughs> i remember now yeah. yeah so it's it i'm gonna have to have some serious consideration because i've really been trying to cut down my blu-ray purchases but this is like the, this was the one earlier this year that i was so you know that feeling when you're on the fence and then when you can't get it you're like damn it i wish i'd have got it and, and like yeah. i had that feeling um yeah. and now it's like suddenly come out literally for, it came out in july they've not restocked it once until this week mm. so like, it's gonna be you're gone gonna, you're gonna have to do it bro <laughs> yeah i feel like i'm talking myself into it now um mm. But yeah, that's that's the news this week. Hell of a lot of stuff, but all yeah. pretty awesome stuff, man. I really enjoyed that. Um, Whew, we're only out of the news. Yeah, I know. Um, should we talk about this week's film? Do it. Let's talk about Antebellum. Where to start with this little movie? Um, I feel like we've just been throwing this name around internally, mm, like yeah. on a, on a weekly basis. Like, when are we going to see this movie? And just like on our upcoming movie list, like it's just always their top. Like it might be coming out next week. 
like yeah 100%. yeah and so like this was originally going to be a big theatrical release earlier this year um back in april uh obviously didn't come out it was delayed to august didn't come out got pulled and then they did the whole all right we're finally going to release it on demand in the states only in september mm. um so this is pretty much two months now since this came out stateside we've waited to to not cover the movie um lionsgate uk on their website as i've laughed at before just says coming soon um <laughs> and to their twitter account my god it is literally them just posting memes and all this absolute crap and like you just can't get any information out of them like it's so frustrating in today's world where stuff like social media can be absolutely awesome in terms of getting information well, like you said about like um uh bloom house where they were just like yeah. 17 days exactly like, yes, that's, that's exactly what we needed perfect example of how to use it rightly and then yeah. this is like no we're just gonna post all these shit memes to get likes it's like no tell me the information that i want to know about your goddamn movies but either way you know we, we saw it through the states services anyway um and yeah this movie's finally out um before you dive into your plot i want to kind of say a say my piece on what you should say about the plot and then I'll, I'll leave it to you because this is an absolute nightmare to talk about in terms of the plot um i can already i can already tell that you would have struggled because you know there's certain hey, things i wrote detailed notes don't do that <laughs> well it, it's not so much that it's, i think you know what i'm getting at really yeah. where it's like th this movie has a lot of different secrets it's trying to keep and and so for the purpose of the podcast i i'd already seen the trailer because we did see it a few times in the cinema but, but to be honest with this year i don't remember trailers anymore which is a good Christ. thing i don't so, remember i seen the trailer for it oh we 100 percent saw this at least wow. three times yeah. <laughs> um but i rewatched it it's very after... good at zoning out trailers <laughs> Well, that's what, like, so not to keep going off tangents, but yeah. maybe people enjoy it. I remember, obviously, I watched the Quiet Place trailer to talk about on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't remember anything about that. <laughs> like, I did all that pussyfooting around it for so long, and then I watched it, and I can't even tell you what's in it anyway, other than that John popped up in it. Um, Murphy's got a good beard. Has he? Oh, nice. Good. We'll yeah. get on bird, a beard watch for that. Um, yeah, but, sure. but yeah, in regards to this movie, rewatch the trailer, having seen the movie, and... The trailer shows a lot. Um, I, again, I don't want to spoil it right now in case you don't want to spoil it for your plot synopsis, but kind of like there's a big reveal about 30 minutes into this movie. It's all in the trailer. Okay. Um, it, was in all, it was in all the promotional material up front. This movie never just showed the first 30 minutes. It always showed what happened after that 30 minute mark. Yeah. So it wasn't a surprise. I personally wouldn't consider it a twist because it was always, it was more about it's how. Hard. It's part two, you know, because, yeah, I'm reading, like, the IMDb, and the IMDb hmm. synopsis doesn't sound like the movie at all, or at least the right. first half of the movie. It's very strange. It's a very strange movie to talk about. I, 100%. So I I'll, me, leave, like, I'll leave it to you. You can explain whatever you want to explain. <laughs> all right, bro. So at the end... Uh... <laughs> yeah, you can do that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> we, we see a signpost. Or is it no, the I'm beginning? Only I'm only joking. Um, so, yeah, I guess... I guess I'm going for the first half an hour initially, right. and then and then we'll kind of you know we'll see where we go from there. Yeah, I'm going to look forward to how you're going to make this sound like a horror movie. So good, so good luck. It's exactly what I thought, though. <laughs> um, so so watching this movie, like um, we we meet our lead character, she, Eden, I think. Um, yes. She has multiple and... names. But go for it. Go for oh, Eden. Oh, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, I can't I guess, believe I guess... you only want to talk about it first. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go for it, then, man. <laughs> so anyway, we meet. We meet Ali's character, Eden, and she is in a. Uh, she, she's a slave during the um, American Revolution during the Civil War, and she's kind of captured by the Confederate 
army, I think. Mm-hmm. Confederate and, soldiers. And, correct, yeah. And, and it's basically, uh, yeah, all, all of the kind of um, uh, black people are held as slaves. And, and kind of very early on, the, the opening scene, we see a fairly graphic kind of uh, uh, execution of one of the slaves. They, they effectively have a... Um, uh, boiler room where they cremate the bodies and it's kind of mm. like right in the middle of the plantation to kind of as a sign for everyone and there's this very aggressive kind of you know civil war setup uh that was you know the, the first few scenes were were difficult to watch after that I, I really didn't know what this movie was about and i was instantly like oh no like it's a throwback movie all during the civil war and we get this for like half an hour which is basically her struggle and mm. her kind of having these weird conversations with people that I was really struggling to understand and it does make sense later on where people were kind of saying that they knew her and recognized her. And I kind of thought, is she some sort of like leader that's been captured or or what, you know, what, who is she and why do people kind of gravitate towards her, which we do find out. Um, And um, we, yeah, we, we get kind of half an hour of this, kind of you know it wasn't boring but i kind of found myself i nearly texted you like half an hour in like dude if you made me watch another non-horror movie because i was like i, I love how you watch- always put it on me <laughs> <laughs> i need to start redirecting you to the email of the people that make these films <laughs> <laughs> no man i know who i'm blaming <laughs> um and and yeah and i was kind of like i don't I don't know, man. I was like, I don't know if, I'm, if I can keep watching this for this long. I was like, this, this is, I've still got like an hour and 10 minutes. And then, yeah, half an hour in, we kind of, um, we, we rejoin uh, the, the actress playing Eden. And she is, she's, she, she effectively wakes up from a dream as, uh, in modern day as mm. a character called Veronica. And um, seemingly that she's kind of having these dreams and kind of visions and they kind of talk a little bit. She has a friend that talks about ancestors. And I think at the opening of the film says something like, you you never die, you live on through your ancestors or, or something like that. Yeah, so the past is never dead or something like that. It's yeah. not even gone, something like that. Yeah, it, yeah, it's never, it's not even taken place yet. I'm like, all right, we're we all on an <laughs> island. And um and yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I was hoping there was gonna be some time travel involved. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, so so kind of like, and we we meet her in in modern day, and she's kind of this motivational speaker for kind of um, you know, uh, I mean, I guess I don't know when this movie was made, but you know, she's effectively kind of a speaker, kind of you know, really making prominent Black Lives Matter, empowerment of women, and kind of just all of these things, and she's a you know powerful motivational speaker she's she's an author of a book as well and kind of she's really successful as well yeah and we kind of joined her she's got a husband and a small child and she's going on this kind of uh tour of her you know doing one of these motivational seminars kind of you know uh talks to people and she's kind of um with her friends and we kind of yeah we see her in this modern day setup and and again i've not seen a lot of horror here but i think at this point i'd just say that then kind of things take a 
twist and we we, we kind of we kind of see how the worlds kind of blend in what we've seen in the first half an hour and what we see in the modern era and and how these two relate to each other i think i can't really go much more than that no that, that that's exactly how much i wanted I, I just wondered if you'd say if there was anything in the modern day which yeah. I, I i think is definitely worth saying and yeah i think it, so it, it's, it's in all the material a... literally it's not this is not a yeah. spoiler in the slightest trust it's... you're coming from the person who's the most scared of spoilers ever and I, mm. this is not a spoiler no, the IMDb uh, kind of says that, you know, a, a successful author is trapped in a mind-bending reality uh, mm. where she has to un- uncover the mystery before it's too late, you know, which yeah. I think doesn't overly describe the movie, but it kind of tries to without spoiling it too much. But, it, well, it, you know, it literally opens with the, the, the first half an hour, of the, sorry, this second half an hour of the movie. Yeah, like I, I remember vaguely watching the trailer and I do mm. remember it was like, here's all this stuff going on in this plantation, um, you know, clearly set in the Civil War period. And mm. then also juxtapositioned with this really successful woman and, and then kind of like, how do these two things merge together? And that was what yeah. the initial trailer was, was like, what's going on? People had different theories. I remember a lot of people thought that there was kind of like this um they were kind of like essentially sending people back in time to be slaves as like a form of punishment um that was like as you know a a very a theory from the initial trailer so like the like this movie was purposefully not trying to give away all of its tricks Mm. but it was clearly telling you look we've got modern day stuff but we've also got stuff set in this period as well Mm. yeah for sure um but yeah i think so yeah for the first half an hour, I'd, I'd almost gotten to the point, like I said, where I was kind of at my end, where I wasn't disliking it, but I just, I'm, I'm not super into those sorts of period PC things. It kind of didn't have a hell of a lot of horror in it. Um, the the kind of, you know, what what the, the, the slaves were going through was quite horrific to watch as well, and that's just quite tough. Um, and I was like, oh, I just don't know whether I kind of, you know, I've got another hour and ten of this in me. And then, kind of, when we when we join Veronica and she kind of awakes from the dream, I'd, I, yeah, I, I, I vaguely remember the trailers, but I'd forgotten almost everything. So, like, I was surprised to see the mm. jump to modern day, and I was like, oh hell yeah, what's going on here? And like her waking up and then kind of discovering her life, and you you almost get like another twenty twenty five minutes. This movie is effectively two half an hour shorts, and then the yeah. second forty, the, then the the final forty minutes is kind of how those blend together. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think kind of, um, you know, I, I was enjoying then seeing that second kind of um, uh, like version of, of this character and kind of seeing this world and seeing some of the sinister undertones. We kind of um, we we see because, um, again, they, they talk quite a bit about reincarnation and stuff. And mm-hmm. so we, we see obviously um, Jessica's, sorry, Veronica's character is also kind of, um, you know, played by the same actress as, as Eden. Yeah. And we, we get a character called Elizabeth, who's kind of like the plantation, uh, not owner, kind of like Owner's lady, wife, I yeah, lady yeah. of the plantation. Yeah. And she's kind of flaunting around. She's kind of a real piece of work, just kind of yeah. being horrible to these slaves. And, um, we we kind of see her version in kind of modern day quite quickly and kind of her interweaving with Veronica and kind of like instantly you're like, oh, that's the evil one. Um, <laughs> and, and like, and so that's fun kind of seeing that. And like, I, I was kind of, you know, in, into that bit and, and kind of when we got the blending of the two, I really enjoyed that kind of um, reason and what was going on. I was like, wow, like I didn't really see that coming. I quite enjoyed it. The, the end was a little bit kind of um 
easy and 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 i kind of i kind of thought this movie for everything was spoken about would have more of a message to it mm. and kind of like it it just fell a little bit flat and kind of um you know it, it all just came together and ended and i was like oh i really thought that you would kind of you know try to go a bit more with it especially with kind of how you've done these two things you've kind of done this reveal you know there's kind of two reveals that the 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 one that we've spoiled we're not spoiled but talked about the, the modern day stuff but then also how they interweave which we haven't and kind of um i thought they'd have one more trick up their sleeve and they didn't mm. and i kind of was a little bit disappointed by that but overall like i i did enjoy this like like if you'd have asked me like 25 minutes in i'd have been like i would happily turn this off now but but by the end i'm glad i stuck with it and and yeah i ended up you know pretty much enjoying it and and you know it's it's not it's not strong on the horror but i think like it does have some 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 cool bits to it and it's just more of the fun story and the, the twists and turns that it takes and so you know i i like i say i, I surprisingly enjoyed it after my first 25 minutes yeah that, i'm surprised like i i agree with a lot of your points that i want to um talk about here but i i didn't enjoy this movie um it really bored me a lot like you say that the first kind of 30 minutes um was just so generic and mm. it was like you know so many of these uh, movies that have been uh, that have done this you know like if you've seen 12 years a slave you like it's a much better version of this i was and... gonna say that's an injustice to 12 years because it's got so much 100%. more depth to it you know th yeah. this one this but this was their like a, version of it, wasn't it? It's, it's like it's the paint by numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's a Cliff Notes paint by numbers version of it. You know, yeah, yeah it's a poor yeah, imitation. Sure. So, so, and like you say, so it's not something that I'm always going to sit down and watch. You know, mm. I saw Twelve Years a Slave, powerful movie, never going to watch it again. Um, yeah, and so to right. see that as like the setup for this horror movie, I was like, that's an interesting choice. Mm. Um, yeah, you show me some graphic stuff, and I get that, but it's just not very interesting. Um, mm. Definitely the kind of her awakening from this with the phone call was an awesome moment, yeah, a yeah. really, really cool moment. And it really is like, like, I was like, fuck, there's a phone ringing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's done so well. It's a really, <laughs> yeah. really good moment. Like hand, like I will not take that away from this movie. If, if as such a cool moment. Mm. Um, but I really do think that that moment is this movie because they, mm. they just don't have anything else to add to it. Like what you said. And I think that um, to then, again what you said earlier is completely true where i think it's really obvious the kind of where the writing came from where they were like right we're gonna have 30 minutes to show this initial thing then we're gonna have 30 minutes in the present and then like you say there's gonna be the the finale which is gonna interweave the two and so it just felt so basic um and not cleverly written in the slightest i think like pacing wise it's really bad um because yeah the first eight minutes is super boring you then get that cool moment with the phone call and then the the kind of five minutes that, that was preceded that that was where i was the most intrigued because i was like what's going on who's this family how's it going to tie together and the movie clearly wants you to think that and and yeah. so it was working on me but then the movie's like ah see what we're going to do is we're not going to answer any of those questions in the slightest for at least another 25 minutes and i'm just getting more and more annoyed as a viewer just being like no this isn't interesting and so they're trying to just, you know, they're trying to juxtaposition how horrific the first 30 minutes is compared to like this modern day lifestyle of a super successful woman um, who is also still experiencing these small moments of like potential mm. racism in her life. But overall, she has a very good life, you know, beautiful family, I think, I think friends, that was, great job, all that stuff. For sure. For sure. I think that was one of the things that I thought was was um, kind of probably the best done. Hmm. was the kind of um you know that like you said the subtle racism that she was experiencing where kind of like 
seeing that portrayed and just seeing that like things that like even her friends is kind of like she she has um uh one one friend that, that's um white and isn't experiencing any of this mm-hmm. and and she and she's just kind of like oh i had great service and like and and yet, and yet she's it's not like you know it's not overtly racism into her face but it is mm-hmm. just this you know uh example is she she's queuing up to kind of speak to the hotel receptionist and when it's her turn she just begins talking and the phone rings and the receptionist is like hold on and like answers the phone like no Mm. whatever the phone call is is clearly more important than you like and that's just like you know terrible service that wouldn't happen and it's clearly happening because of that subtle racism and kind of you know i thought that stuff was done quite well yeah, it's definitely done well. I just think to, it then just goes on for too long because mm. then we're just seeing her live her life, going out for dinner, having fun with her friends. And I'm like, this is all fine. It's really well acted to, to start with. Again, this is another movie that I think just the overall standard of acting is just so good these days that like yeah. when I see movies like this, which I categorically did not enjoy, I can still say, well, the acting was brilliant, <laughs> like which is just a thing that happens, but it's still yeah, worth calling out. Um, but I fully believe them in all the characters and I what it did feel like just watching a bunch of mates having fun um but yeah it just it just didn't go anywhere and so then i was really waiting for it and then by the time we get to like right now we're gonna pull the curtain a little bit and we're finally gonna reveal what our trick is you know from that initial trailer and everything of like oh how does it work with the plantation stuff to the modern day and then they finally do their reveal and and it really was that case of like oh once you know you know the magic behind the curtain all of that anticipation is just completely gone Mm. and i was like really that's it and it was just nothing and so and then like the finale my god i I just completely mentally switched off at that point um and didn't really enjoy any of the conclusion i think it it was like yeah definitely the middle part of the movie was the only part that i would even Mm. say i somewhat enjoyed um and then let alone the fact that like i don't think this is remotely a horror movie like i know getting into that conversation is a conversation that i absolutely hate um because we discussed it last week in a different way with his house and how like it was a really compelling drama that didn't need horror in it even though the horror was done really well it just didn't fit with the tone of the movie Mm. whereas this was like this bit this is like not even a horror movie like i don't think it is and it's really weird with Lionsgate being attached because yeah they're not a company that are like this in the slightest they release like straight up horror movies you know they brought you the saw movies they bring you all the rob zombie stuff in the uk like they mm. are a straight up horror company so the fact that this is something that they attach themselves to is going to be one of the big releases of this year i know things changed um but i really don't know and like do you think it's just jordan well, the the thing is, it's nothing to do with Jordan, though, because well, like, no, but but they get to put from the producer well, that's what the on the yeah. poster. So that was going to be my next point: is that the yeah. fact that they can put that uh, i'm looking at wikipedia now there's six producers listed i don't recognize any of these names um and so yeah for, for people that don't know jordan peele has literally nothing to do with this no no, no um but the fact that yeah the fact that they can put something to do with those two titles and then people will be like oh it's a horror movie with a black lead and it says about get out and us you know they're putting these things in your head which mm. they haven't earned and they don't deserve to say mm. um and that really pisses me off as a fan and that's that type of like marketing that i just can't stand because it is literally tricking the the, the viewer you know like if you don't know anything and you're not someone who's constantly reading about wikipedia and who makes these movies like you would think that and you'd be absolutely fine to think like oh i love those two movies i'll check this out and like they're tricking mm. you as a viewer so that really angers me yeah um but yeah the, and there was so much filler throughout the whole movie like, like like again what we said before like i think that there's a clear concept here of what they came up with mm. of like 
oh, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to do the plantation stuff. We're going to do the modern day stuff. And then here's our twist. But like they needed to somehow find a way to keep that compelling throughout the whole movie, which they just didn't for me. Um, and I think overall it just felt like a kind of a new take, but a terrible version of like the village, which yeah. is not a movie that I'm even a huge fan of, even though I'm a huge fan of M night. That's not one of my favorite movies of his, but I did like it at the time. And this is just like, it's doing that trick again, but just way poorly, <laughs> really, really poorly executed. Um, so yeah, I was really disappointed with this one. Like I'm interested though, that like you enjoyed it. Like, you know, because yeah, well, obviously think, the horror is lacking, and I thought that would I be think, where it would lose you. I think the problem I found, well, uh, the thing I found about it is, like, ultimately, like, everything you've said, I don't disagree with. And, mm. like, this movie is not a great movie. It's just yeah. that I was so pissed off by the 25 minutes <laughs> when it went to, like, the modern day. I was You're like, like oh, yes, yeah. an iPhone. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, thank God. Thank God a smartphone. And, like, I was just so relieved that we're in the modern day. And I kind of found, like, like every time it, it probably just like you know when they when they kind of put this out to test audiences when people lost their interest and they gave the next segment i was in that group like i was i was over with the um historical stuff with the modern day stuff because like you said i think it was fantastically acted i, I was enjoying just seeing seeing her life and kind of none of the horror stuff uh, apart from the fact that obviously we did get introduced to the um uh what was it the elizabeth character yeah kind of um very early on in that segment as yeah well. and and seeing her and kind of like i i really enjoyed the scene yeah she, she's kind of like um it's a bit odd really because yeah she's like super famous kind of author and motivational speaker and she's she's doing it she does this skype call mm. and i guess like for some reason this elizabeth character has kind of tricked her into believing that she's kind of like a journalist or, or someone that's going to interview her. So she agrees to do this quick Skype call and kind of like, it turns very sinister very quickly. And I really enjoyed it. Like her daughter kind of steps into the back frame and kind of, she's like, Oh, that's your lovely daughter. Let me see her. And kind of like instantly Veronica's like moving the camera over away. And like, I really wish that they had more interaction, the two of them. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Think, Those were pretty good scenes. Cause I think that was a real good scene. And I kind of think that, um, we kind of see Elizabeth a couple of more times kind of throughout kind of having these, these um, cuts of kind of Veronica and clearly like she has kind of got these um, intentions and kind of, we don't know fully what they are. And I think kind of like, I really enjoyed her character. I, I really like the actress. She's kind of, um, do you remember from like hunger games? Uh, is that who, is that who Elizabeth is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she, right. she plays a character in hunger games. That's what I kind of remember him from. Um, right. Um, and, and yeah, like, um, I, yeah, Jenna Malone. Yeah. Jenna Malone. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I just kind of, um, liked those scenes enough. And by the time I'd got bored by the modern day stuff, we then got the next twist and, and, and yeah, my, my biggest, my biggest problem is once we get that twist, the movie, and and I think we need to talk about it at the, Mm. the final act at some point, but I really think that the movie at that point has took an interesting decision to kind of do everything you know there's been a lot of guessing that you've spoken about how these two interact with each other and i thought it was a bold decision what they did and it was interesting and i really thought that there was going to be a a a clever modern day social commentary on it Mm. and and kind of especially uh, i can't really say that um i was going to like it to another movie that we've seen recently but that would be a bit spoilery um but you know (laughs) i I think we've seen movies that that have done similar-ish things and had better commentary and this this movie just basically had none. And like mm. I find myself 
shocked that I'm saying this because I'm someone that moans about this at times. But I think if you're going to go this far and then have no message, it, it almost, it, it, I don't really want to say it glorifies it, but it really, I, I feel like it's there with no real weight behind. And especially with everything that's going on, I feel like if you haven't got weight behind it. It, it just doesn't feel right to, to kind of have it. Do you know what I mean? No, I'm, I'm really glad you brought up that point because, yeah, this movie has like 35 minutes set in a plantation showing these horrible things to happen mm. to slaves. And that is like the setup for your supposedly horror movie. And yeah. so, yeah, you have to like incorporate that at some point. And I completely agree with you where like this is why I was saying there's so much filler. And I think it's such like a basic script because they really just have the concept, you know, the concept of, oh, what if we mix old days with with modern days? And then when you really get into the nitty gritty of why and what is the message again, I'm with you i don't think every movie needs to have a message but like my my takeaway from this movie was the only message was like man it'd be really bad if like slavery was still a thing and yeah. it's like well yeah obviously like it it to me it didn't have anything else to say other than that really boring obvious yeah. message well yeah it just felt like someone that i think like yeah it almost felt like someone that, that kind of just felt like you know a message needed to be said but just didn't have an important voice to kind of say anything you know mm. like uh, you know, if, if I'm just going to be like, you know, putting something out there and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, that sucks and it shouldn't happen. And like, yeah. and then just make a movie where you show it for an hour and a half and then say, yeah, yeah it kind of sucks, doesn't it? And it's like, yeah, but you're, sh you're showing it mm. like, you know, and I think I think kind of um, it was something that was brought up with kind of like, you know, women in horror and that side of things that kind of like, um, you know, you can't put a ton of this stuff in it. And then at the end be like, that was bad, weren't it? Because mm. I think that's just glorifying it more. And this kind of does does that, I think. And it's it's a tricky subject. And I just think that, yeah, like I say, uh, for someone that doesn't want a message in a, in a horror movie, um, you know, I, I feel like this this needed it for, for, for the, the weight it was, you know, the, the, the source material that it was gone in for. Because it's gone in for everything. And kind yeah. of like then have to nothing to really say about it, I think is a massive problem. Yeah, I definitely think it's trying. Like, that's the mm. issue I have. This isn't a movie that's, like, abstaining from having a message. Like, it, it's clearly at some point being like, no, we do want to have an actual serious conversation here. But like you say, like, unless I'm completely missing the point, which is fair enough, my only take was that they were just saying, yeah, slavery would be crazy if it was still a thing, which mm. is like, of, like, again, of course it would be. So, like that's not an interesting thing to put in your movie <laughs> you know that's anyone with a with with a, a moral comp a mm. moral compass would say that um but um yeah i think you know if you want to talk spoilers we can um because i don't really have much else to say about this movie okay i mean if you've not got anything to say in the spoiler bit mm. i'm not that fussed yeah i don't really know really because we've, we've said it other than just saying how they tie it together but yeah, i've already said so. like i don't i, I, I don't find it yeah, I don't find it interesting the way they tied it together. You know, like I think I said that before with the whole magic curtain thing. Like it's just mm. I was expecting a bit more from this. Even with the crazy theory that I threw out earlier, like I wanted this to be maybe doing it a bit more with it, and, and maybe maybe I'm asking for too much in terms of like mm. sci-fi. But to me, it was just like, yep, you really took the easiest way out, and then you didn't really do anything with that. So yeah, just didn't work yeah. for me. Yeah fair play um what one thing is worth noting about this movie is like obviously it's come out now for like two months and and mm -hmm. so i've just i've seen like zero chatter about this movie in the slightest yeah, um, yeah. that's the thing that i point. found yeah that's what i found shocking because obviously it was there and then mm. we didn't get to see it it came out in the states and kind of like yeah i was waiting for that buzz to drop and when it didn't i was like Oof. 
Like, yeah. may- maybe we don't need to see this for the show. And then it has literally got to the point that we ain't got nothing else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing in reserve. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so I'm just, like, okay. I'm just no glance at the reviews as well. And like, it's not been well re- received in the slightest. And, and that really doesn't surprise me. And, and the fact that it was like a big movie mm. that is kind of swinging for the fences and is super kind of like prevalent today. Like this could have been a movie that was like, man, the, you know if if you could have seen what would have happened this year and then had that foresight to make an actual like an actual good social commentary on that sort of mm. stuff my god you could be you could be looking at a movie of the year contender um and the fact that it just completely misses the mark just speaks volumes that it just it just wasn't good um we did have a question actually but I, i'm pretty sure we answered most of this um but yeah you can always hit us up on twitter at shb pod if you want to send us any questions about the movie that we're talking about or just horror questions in general um but we had one from uh, Movie Obulette, uh, some good guys, um, who said, uh, had you watched the trailer before watching the movie? This would be quite interesting because we can both give our perspectives. Um, had you watched the trailer before watching the movie? If so, did it taint your movie watch? Um, thoughts on the twist? Um, obviously, we kind of discussed most of this, really. Like, mm. I'd I'd seen the trailer, so I knew the general I idea of there, being, yeah, of, of there being two time periods. So I think that, like, my you know i'm i hope i'm answering your question but my biggest takeaway with this movie would be like i would i'll be curious to see someone's take who literally knew zero about this movie so they just sat them down they didn't know the title a single frame of the movie and just went watch this movie and i wonder if you would have a huge impact when you see this melding of the two storylines because like i say i still think the scene when they reveal it is awesome but like i knew that was going to happen at some point i didn't know it was going to happen that way subconsciously maybe not but that was my experience because Mm. i i I had zero recollection of the trailer so when when the mobile phone rang and she awoke in modern day i did shit my pants so so when you were watching the first 30 minutes that was all on plantation oh you had had no idea that it was like modern day stuff okay that's fair enough (laughs) so you did have an experience (laughs) yeah and 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 like i say subconsciously i must not have but i just remember Mm. i mean i just zone out doing trailers (laughs) yeah same i mean most of the time on my phone when we're in the cinema until until the movie starts because it's just the safest way to to not see these sorts of spoilers so yeah for me um i um yeah i i I, and i think that's where my enjoyment was higher than yours Mm. because like i say overall i don't you know i don't love this movie um you know i i think it's fine but i i during my watch through it kept my interest throughout and it was due to the fact that the movie had the two twists and this first twist worked massively on me because I wasn't expecting it. Mm. So, so for me, that kept me, and that's probably why it kept me engaged longer during the modern day period because I was still kind of like buzzing and, and kind of was like, oh, there's some modern day stuff. What's going on? Oh, this character's popping up. What what's going on? And like, you know, it really. So, so I think I think kind of our opinions would have been more aligned if you hadn't have seen the trailer or if I'd have acknowledged the fact that I had. Mm. you know so so i do think that, that that it does have its merits in not seeing the trailer for sure i am really fascinated with this movie like even though i didn't enjoy it because i think that that that, that trick that kind of time jump is a really clever you know take mm. and i really wonder like was there a way that they could have done this better because obviously from day one to show you modern day stuff mm. and again like can't just have a trailer and all the marketing just showing the plantation stuff because then you're selling a completely different movie but it's like man i don't even know what they could have done because the pacing of this movie is weird like they could have done it the other way around where they could have 
only you know they could have started with modern stuff and only shown modern stuff in the trailers and then had the big reveal of the plantation stuff but like again yeah. would that have had the same I, I impact i don't know this this um this this movie is impossible to put a trailer out for yeah you know, it like, is. You know I, we've never had i don't think on the podcast uh five minute discussion about how i should synopsize a movie before mm. you know there's always yeah. been like oh, at what point do we cut off but we genuinely mm. have a feel for it and sometimes we just have to say like oh this movie took a turn in the first five minutes that we weren't expecting <laughs> but like this is like oh no i need to really tell you about the first hour yes the premise of the movie yeah. is yeah. like the premise of the movie it, itself is a twist you know which is unique um but yeah it's an interesting one like i say i, I don't so i think just to round it off with our recommendations like i wouldn't recommend it i didn't enjoy the movie enough like mm-hmm. you say there's cool moments very well acted um but the fact the lack of any sort of interesting social commentary for me mixed with so many scenes that were just dragged out like i needed more from her this was a cool concept that i needed 10 more rewrites to get to like a feature length movie so it just wasn't there for me yeah i'm i'm kind of on the same path that i wouldn't recommend it because i can't recommend it as a horror movie yeah for me for me as an hour and 40 experience that subconsciously but but i might have known more about but for me i didn't know anything about i enjoyed the twists and turns Mm. um but ultimately yeah when credits rolled i was just disappointed by the lack of weight behind it and then, and then the fact that it has a real lack of horror, I just don't think, you know, I, I can't recommend it for a horror podcast. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that was our discussion of Antebellum. Uh, we will take a short break and we will be right back. So, yeah, that is pretty much it for this week. Um, I've still not really been watching movies, not for the show. Um, It's crazy because, like, movies have always been my favorite source of entertainment and always will be. But obviously with this year, it's just been so weird because, like, we've talked loads about all the delays. But there just isn't, you know, stuff coming out that I'm, like, excited to watch. Um, Mm. And, like, because I'm someone who watches a lot of stuff when it comes out, I don't have this huge backlog of, like, new movies that I want to check out. Like, I obviously watched, like, Godzilla recently, and that was a shit show. So (laughs) that's kind of put me off because there's like a couple that i'm like oh i'm vaguely interested in that and i'm yeah, like I'm not norm- gonna normally I, I always feel like my barometer is quite good on the modern day stuff yeah. like i knew when to stop watching fast and the furious movies and yes 100 <laughs> yeah like i was the guy I was like oh yeah i have to watch all these movies and that yeah. like the dc stuff it's like no it's just not yeah. gonna happen I was like, no but... that's fine it's fine yeah i watched we... a couple of things that i thought were, were yeah. interesting i think um firstly not not overly a horror movie but i'd forgotten how gothic and dark these movies are i rewatched the the tim burton batman movies oh yeah my god yeah because they're, they're both 15s mm. and especially he was, he was doing the rated r stuff before it was cool yeah bro. <laughs> yeah and especially um batman returns like mm. penguin is just despicable in those movies he like bites a dude's nose off and like <laughs> proper blood splatter and everything and so yeah like I just decided to go down a Batman kick, I guess, just because of the, the you know, so excited for the new movie. Um, so, yeah, I, I ended up watching both of those this week. And, yeah, it, it just kind of, you know, I'd forgotten how horror they were. And they're, they're really good. So, you know, it's just kind of such good timber and such good soundtracks. And, like, Keaton is just the perfect Batman. You've just got this killer cast throughout. Like, every time a character pops up, it's gold. 
and like not not going into the the third one not to give a full batman but i watched batman forever as well and like <laughs> my god like for someone you know we saw those movies when we were young and we enjoyed them when we were young but the drop off is severe mm. like it's it's like i still enjoy it because it's dumb but my god it is night and day like the difference between the two it has to be um, one of the biggest like tonal shifts ever in a franchise oh, it's insane <laughs> it's insane and especially because they even put like burton's name on the credits do they? Still? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not sure whether it's like... A, 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 I can't remember now whether it's like a producer credit or something. All right. Like, his name is prevalent early on in the credits mm. of Batman Forever, and I was like, woof. <laughs> yeah. Um, and to the point that I'm like, I don't know whether I can carry on. I don't know whether I can watch Batman and Robin. And I was like, I think not. <laughs> <laughs> Which surprised me, because we've always, we always dug those movies. Yeah, but, I yeah. still I still enjoy them. I know they're not good movies, but yeah. like uh, similar to those of the Sam Raimi Spider Man. I ha- I literally watched them like two or three years ago because okay. I, I went yeah. down this same rabbit hole yeah. and watched like all the Batman in a row. Sometimes you have to. Yeah. Um but yeah, and I also watched Final Destination. Oh nice. Um and uh I haven't seen that movie, you know, in, in a minute. And mm. and I think kind of um yeah, it, it was just it, it's such a good movie and like such a good um uh franchise as well like I'm, I'm hoping to kind of watch the others if i can find time um yeah they're a great binge watch because that's what i did like one or two years ago like, yeah. i just ended up watching them all in like a space of a fortnight and it was so much fun yeah definitely um you know but it, it's amazing how they got that special source so early mm. on with that first movie there's just so many things that that peak at the first movie and i mean the second movie is like it probably does exceed it in a lot of ways because it's more over the top but like anything that's in the following movies was was done in that first one it set the exact kind of um watermark of the franchise you know you think of kind of um a lot of these franchises you know kind of the the classic kind of cult killer movies and kind of you know freddie jason they didn't become their characters you know until the the latter parts of the series and you know you know jason's not even in the first friday the 13th uh, pretty much and it's just kind of like you know seeing um a movie like this that's just like no this is the blueprint you know is is pretty cool even the saw movies you know there's a lot of the blueprint there but it still transitioned a lot but um, yeah yeah they definitely nailed the whole like death will come and catch you up and kind yeah, of like write his all wrongs. the rules you know having um uh uh tony todd in it straight away is just <laughs> great you know as well it's always good to see him the one thing I think the the first movie definitely lacks when you watch them all in a row is that I don't think the initial death sequence or crash is like interesting in terms in, in compared to all the other movies. Like I think, I think the, car, the car crash in two, the roller coaster in three, I think they're all so much better than the plane. I think, in, in I one. think they are, but I think the problem is is because a plane crashes instantaneous, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much. So it's very quick. Whereas the other stuff, it could be. Yeah, much you can more have like wings coming off. Yeah, they, they suck that, doors. They, they yeah, I know. That. It's cool. It was cool. Yeah, it's quick, but I, I mean, again, it's you know. Yeah, for sure. I, I do think so. But I think like the way that they kind of then trace the explosion and kind of all yeah. of that stuff with the seat implant, it's, it's mm. all good stuff. Like it's a yeah. great movie. Well, um, the great thing as well with the sequels is they then start adding the different layers where it's like you've already got the groundwork, which is perfect. But then they add like the concept of taking photos that give you clues about how you're going to die and stuff like that. Like, I, I love that they add all these different elements. It's so cool. Yeah. What's that? That's for three, isn't it? They add That's that? for three. Yeah. 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 So, I love three, three's my favorite personally. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think I might, um, I might go down that rabbit hole and continue to watch them. Yeah. Uh, that's so good. It'll be a good time. <laughs> but yeah, and, and another thing that I just wanted to briefly touch on was um, I played a horror game. 
All right. Um, I played the Blair Witch game that came out oh, earlier yeah. this year. Um, yeah, I've, been, I've wanted to play that for so long. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's on Game Pass. Yeah, um, I think I've got it on something. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I started playing it. Well, I, I've played through it now, and kind of like it's a reasonably short game. It's probably, I don't know, six hours maybe. Right. And, and I mean, to be fair, it probably could be shorter. But I was going to say that, fe- that feels long for that type of game. <laughs> yeah, I got, I, I got seriously lost in the woods. Hmm. um because and, and yeah the opening of the game felt very silent hill very silent hill which got me excited hmm. um it opened when when the actual gameplay opens up it's first person and um it's super repetitive super quick um you're effectively a cop that's gone to the um blair witch woods to, to try and find a missing child you join the search party late um for reasons unknown and you're you have a companion dog <laughs> and the entire kind of journey is you just following this dog because as soon as you get five minutes in, it does a very good job of making you like, I was trying to keep my bear in and trying to be like, right. I think the car and like safety is in this direction. And as I'm kind of moving, I'm like, I need to remember where that direction is. And I got turned and I got lost. And do you reckon this, they and, screw you over though? Oh, they do. They yeah, do. that's cool. Yeah. If they literally yeah. change like where things are, that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, they do. They do because I tried to yeah. circle back once and it didn't happen. And yeah, I, I was going to say. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, because because I think that's why that eventually they try to move you on with the story. So so after you wander around in the woods for so long, you will then stumble across the the next part of the story. If you see what mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And it's kind of like, but it but the whole game is basically following your dog and through the woods. And the problem is is that it gets dark and um. you do get the spookies and it's kind of like that you know first person you have a flashlight you're in the woods it looks good and kind of like i was tense and as soon as you get that first real encounter it it's it's kind of trying to be alan wake in the way that you deal with light and kind of Mm. basically scare the monsters off with light and it's kind of it's just not really scary and it's just it never really had the scares and, and it lost that kind of um because it's not fully in your face, but it's way more in your face than like the original Blair Witch Project. And it just loses that kind of power that the IP has. And then at that point, uh, you got to be in the game for the plot of the game. And the plot of the game is almost non-existent. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, it, it, it wasn't, it, it's a shame. Like it, the, the first half an hour, I thought this could have been something, but, but ultimately I, I wouldn't recommend playing it. Like not yeah. even to you. Like, no, like I, I've had I know it for a your while. levels of kind of like yeah. enjoying Blair Witch and those type of games, and, and I still don't think it's worth it. As soon as I saw where it was like when it's first announced, I was like, oh fuck yeah, Blair Witch mm. game. But then when it was like, oh, it's another one of these traipses through the woods in the dark with a flashlight game, and then and yeah, oh, there's a jump scare. Like I, I, I can't stand most modern horror games. I think I've said that before on the podcast, and. I, I've got in such a bad place with it now where I'm such like a it, it annoys me when I'm playing like a horror game comes out that isn't Resident Evil basically where yeah. I'm just like I don't want to waste my time on any horror game that isn't Resident Evil because just to me personally and again I know I'm talking this up a lot but it's like there is such a huge drop off when you look at any horror in the video game world that isn't resident evil that's just my opinion like i think there's a huge huge think, drop off i think definitely in the last couple of years that's been the case resident evil has become super to, to the top again since, since seven they, think, they, they've been yeah, like yeah. absolutely dominant for like yeah. three years now yeah, I, exactly. i've not been able to play another horror game in the last like three or four years no because I've of tried that. And, I, and i agree and i think kind of like you know because because definitely you know i i i am craving silent hill mm. like super craving silent hill 
Yeah, and I always want to go back and play those old games. I think yeah. I would still enjoy that. But yeah, as far as the newer stuff, yeah, I just can't can't be bothered with it. Um, yeah, I, I haven't really, um, like I say, I haven't been watching movies. It's mostly just been, yeah, games that have been keeping me busy, really. Like, obviously, this time of year, that is, it's such a mm-hmm. weird thing, right? Because obviously, when we look at, like, entertainment and how much the film industry just gets completely shafted, whereas, like, the games industry right now, better yeah, than I'm, ever. I'm new consoles wild. flying flying off the shelves. You can't even get them. And then all these new games, I've been playing a bit of Spider-Man, a bit of Watch Dogs, a bit of Call of Duty. Like, there's so much out at the minute so that has literally been where all my time has gone um and then yeah it is it's crazy that we obviously we are doing a horror podcast and we've mm. just talked at length about the delays and the, the, mm. the, how many movies got moved and like there there has been very few games obviously there's there's the inevitable kind of video game delays obviously like cyberpunk's the big one but like most yeah. games have like you know we've we've got as good a year well th- this year is better than last year for games you know which is which is crazy Mm. You know, yeah, but there's definitely, there's definitely been plenty of stuff. I think the only one that's mm. been quiet is Nintendo. You know, they they've been very quiet this year, and I think because yeah. of COVID. Um, but um, yeah, well, I guess because of their location, they're a lot more limited and, and mm. that sort of thing. But even then, like they're, they've slayed in the games that they've released because they've all been juggernauts. So like, yeah. you know, it's um, it's just weird that comparison that kind of like yeah. we don't talk about often. But like, yeah, the fact that somehow in 2020 there are there are you know the, the the ps5 and xbox series has has released yeah and and you know they didn't get delayed you know well, that, that's show- wild yeah, like it shows you that obviously that you know there's very specific reasons for all this. Like movies mm. are still being made, like we just discussed in the news with Scream. You know, like mm. movies are being financed. What was the one in the news last? Oh, a Quiet Place Part Three. You know, like mm. movies are being pre-financed right now. Big, big budget movies, mm-hmm. and and it'll get shot, and it'll be, and it'll go absolutely fine. But it's just like we're in this weird spot right now where we're just sitting here twiddling our thumbs, going, "When are we gonna get to see all these movies?" Yeah, they just and, don't want to show us them yet because they no. don't want to. Because you know, at the end of the day, video games are. Gonna going to sell the same uh well, well they're going to well, sell, no, sell more yeah i was <laughs> yeah. gonna say they're selling more right now um well that's whereas, the thing whereas they're all scared, home, aren't they? the home video they haven't found that sweet spot that 20 pound no. price point is just too high no two yeah um, 20 pound for a 40 yeah, hour rental the fact that, like one. we spoke about james bond trying to i think we spoke about it off air didn't we but yeah, james we did, bond yeah. was, was trying to kind of sell itself to the streaming platforms mm. uh, what we thought was a reasonable price for what that ip would bring in at the cinema and and mm. clearly none of them have taken that up yeah um you know so there, there's not the money in the streaming platforms there's not the money in that premium on demand so so where do they get that money from mm. um you know and and the only answer seems to be wait for the cinemas to reopen and it, it's yeah. strange that in 2020 the cinema still holds that power of revenue but it but it clearly does globally mm. you know yeah it's crazy like as well because... for us we don't see it because we mm. don't we don't see those numbers in our local cinema but no. like, clearly globally, uh, th- that's where the clout is. That's where the money's made. I tell you what, our local cinema is definitely going to see it without us going. That's for sure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. We're um, at sixty percent of their revenue. Yeah, a hundred percent. But yeah, other than that, just basically watching Mandalorian. That's keeping me entertained. My God, what, what a goddamn show! Another another amazing episode this so season, man. If you're not watching Mandalorian, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, um, yeah but, I might uh, need to get in depth with you on that off air. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but um, yeah, as far as going forward with the show, actually, um, I, I kind of perused the upcoming film list earlier. And there's a movie which is scheduled to come out this Friday, which to my knowledge hasn't been delayed. Um, and it's, <laughs> on, it's on demand, which is good. Yeah, I think it's to your knowledge. 
um which is run um so yeah so like hopefully that's coming out this friday and if it is then we are definitely going to be covering that for the uh, for the show next week um and then the following week obviously that's going to be in line with when freaky comes out and also peninsula in the united kingdom um Mm -hmm. so hopefully those will be the next three movies we cover for the show because they're because they're all movies that i'm very very excited to watch um all three of them um and that'll that'll put us into december as well so yeah like hopefully fingers crossed that you know those are going to be the movies that we actually get to see um we'll definitely get to see some of them we're definitely seeing peninsula for sure (laughs) um at some point um but yeah Yeah, i had a a little idea during recording this show as well for (laughs) for a possible returning segment but i'm I'm just gonna leave that there and talk (laughs) about it for next week you'll, you'll know if it actually happens whether i uh, put the kibosh on it off, off there <laughs> um, oh it's happening <laughs> right well we, we shall see if, um, if i can be bothered yes for sure um but yeah that was episode 223 where we talked about antebellum uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone Shut up, I can't Mainly because I never could And how could I start now?